Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Room. I do love flowers. Then I bought a gown, a nice shawl, and I took a walk in the Bois de Boulogne, and I went to Saint-Germain, Vincennes, and other country places. Oh, how I love the country! With a lover by your side, Vargel? asked the Chourineur. Oh, mon Dieu, no! I like to be my own mistress. I had my little excursions with a friend who was in prison with me, a good little girl as can be. They call her Rigolette, because she is always laughing.' "'Rigolette! Rigolette! Oh, I don't know her,' said the Chourineur, who appeared to be appealing to his memory. "'I didn't think you knew her. I'm sure Rigolette was very well behaved in prison, and always so gay and so industrious. She took out with her when she left prison at least four hundred francs she had earned, and then she's so particular. You should see her.' When I say I had no one to advise me, I'm wrong. I ought to have listened to her. For after having had a week's amusement together, she said to me, Now we have had such a holiday, we ought to try for work and not spend our money in waste. I, who was so happy in the fields and woods, it was just at the end of spring this year, I answered, Oh, I must be idle a little longer, and then I will work hard. Since that time I have not seen Rigolette, but I heard a few days since that she was living near the temple, that she was a famous needlewoman and earned at least twenty-five sous a day, and has a small workroom of her own. But now I could not for the world see her again. I should die with shame if I met her. So then, my poor girl, said Rudolph, you spent your money in the country. You like the country, do you? Like it? Oh, I love it. "'Oh, what would I not give to live there? "'Rigolette, on the contrary, prefers Paris "'and likes to walk on the boulevards. "'But she's so nice and so kind. "'She went into the country only to please me. "'And you did not even leave yourself a few sous to live on "'while you found work,' said the Chourineur. "'Yes, I had reserved about fifty francs. "'But it happened that I had for my washerwoman "'a woman called Lorraine.' "'a poor thing with none but the good God to protect her. "'She was then very near her confinement, "'and yet was obliged all day long to be "'with her hands and feet in her washing-tubs. "'She fell sick, and not being able to work, "'applied for admittance to a lying-in hospital, "'but there was no room. "'She could not work, and her time was very near at hand, "'and she had not a son to pay for the bed in a garret "'from which they drove her. "'Fortunately she met one day.' 
at the end of the Pont Notre-Dame with Goubin's wife, who had been hiding for four days in the cellar of a house, which was being pulled down behind the Hôtel Dieu. But why was Goubin's wife hiding? To escape from her husband, who threatened to kill her, and she only went out at night to buy some bread, and it was then she met with the poor Lorraine, ill and hardly able to drag herself along, for she was expecting to be brought to bed every hour. Well, it seems that this Goubin's wife took her to the cellar where she was hiding. It was just a shelter, no more. There she shared her bread and straw with the poor Lorraine, who was confined in this cellar of a poor little infant, her only covering and bed was straw. Well, it seems that Goubin's wife could not bear it, and so, going out at all risks, even of being killed by her husband, who was looking for her everywhere, she left the cellar in open day and came to me. She knew I had still a little money left, and that I could assist her if I would. So when Helmina had told me all about poor Lorraine, who was obliged to lie with her newborn babe on straw, I told her to bring them both to my room at once, and I would take a chamber for her next to mine. This I did, and, oh, how happy she was, poor Lorraine, when she found herself in the bed, with her babe beside her in a little couch which I had bought for her. Helmina and I nursed her until she was able to get about again, and then with the rest of my money I enabled her to return to her washing-tubs. And when all your money was spent on Lorraine and her infant, what did you do, my child? inquired Rudolph. I looked for work, but it was too late. I can so very well. I have good courage and thoughts. I only had to ask for work and get it. Ah, how I deceived myself! I went into a shop where they sell ready-made linen and asked for employment, and as I would not tell a story, I said I had just left prison. They showed me the door without making me any answer. I begged they would give me a trial, and they pushed me into the street as if I had been a thief. Then I remembered too late what Rigolette had told me. Little by little I sold my small stocks of clothes and linen, and when all was gone they turned me out of my lodging. I had not tasted food for two days. I did not know where to sleep. At this moment I met the ogress and one of her old women who knew where I lodged, and was always coming about me since I left prison. They told me they would find me work, and I believed them. I went with them, so exhausted for want of food, that my senses were gone. They gave me brandy to drink, and, and here I am, said the unhappy creature, hiding her face in her hands. "'Have you lived a long time with the ogress, my poor girl?' asked Rudolph, in accents of the deepest compassion. Six weeks, sir,' replied Goualeuse, shuddering as she spoke. "'I see,' said the Chourineur. "'I know you now as well as if I were your father and mother, and you had never left my lap. "'Well, well, this is a confession indeed. "'It makes you sad, my girl, to tell the story of your life,' said Rudolph. "'Alas, sir,' replied Fleur de Marie, sorrowfully, "'since I was born this is the first time it ever happened to me "'to recall all these things at once, and my tale is not a merry one.' <laughs> "'Well,' said the Chourineur, ironically, "'you're sorry, perhaps, that you are another kitchen wench in a cook-shop, "'or a servant to some old brutes who think of no one but themselves.' "'Ah,' said Fleur de Marie, with a deep sigh, "'to be quite happy, we must be quite virtuous.' "'Oh, what is your little head about now?' exclaimed the Chourineur, with a loud burst of laughter. "'Why not count your rosary in honour of your father and mother, whom you never knew?' 
"'My father and mother abandoned me in the street like a puppy "'that is one too many in the house. "'Perhaps because they had not enough to feed themselves,' said Goualeuse with bitterness. "'I want nothing of them. I, I complain of nothing. "'But there are lots happier than mine.' "'Yours? <laughs> what would you have? "'You're as handsome as Venus, and yet only sixteen and a half. "'You sing like a nightingale. "'Behave yourself very prettily. "'I call Fleur de Marie, and yet you'll complain.' "'What will you say, I should like to know, "'when you will have a stove under your paddlers "'in a chinchilla boa like the ogress?' "'Well, I shall never be as old as she is.' "'Perhaps you have a charm for never growing any older?' "'No, but I could not lead such a life. "'I have already a bad cough.' "'Yeah, I say you're already in the cold meat box. "'Go on, you silly child, you.' "'Do you often have such thoughts as these, Goualeuse?' said Rudolph. "'Sometimes. You, perhaps, Monsieur Rudolph, understand me. "'In the morning, when I go to buy my milk from the milkwoman "'at the corner of the Rue de Ville d'Arperi, "'with the sous which the ogress gives me, "'and see her go away in her little cart drawn by her donkey, "'I do envy her so. "'And I say to myself, she is going into the country, "'to the pure air, to her home and family. "'And then I return alone into the garret of the ogress, "'where you cannot see plainly even at noonday.' "'Well, child, be good. Laugh at your troubles. Be good,' said the Chourineur. "'Good? Mon Dieu, and how do you mean be good? The clothes I wear belong to the ogress, and I am in debt to her for my board and lodging. I cannot stir from her. She would have me taken up as a thief. I belong to her, and I must pay her.' When she had uttered these last words, the unhappy girl could not help shuddering, and a tear trembled in her long eyelashes. "'Well, but remain as you are, and do not compare yourself to country milkwoman,' said the Chourineur. "'Are you taking leave of your senses? Only think, you may yet cut a figure in the capital, while the milkwoman must boil the pot for her brats, milk her cows, gather grass for her rabbits, and perhaps after all get a black eye from her husband when he comes home from the pothouse. Why, it is really ridiculous to hear you talk of envying her.' The Goualeuse did not reply. Her eye was fixed, her heart was full, and the expression of her face was painfully distressed. Rudolph had listened to the recital, made with so pitiful a frankness, with deep interest. Misery, destitution, ignorance of the world had weighed down this wretched girl, cast at sixteen years of age on the wide world of Paris. Rudolph involuntarily thought of a beloved child whom he had lost, a girl dead at six years of age, and who, had she survived, would have been, like Fleur de Marie, sixteen years and a half old. This recollection excited the more highly his solicitude for the unhappy creature whose narration he had just heard. End of chapter 3「Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.